0: Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari.
1: I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Katherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle.
2: Welcome to Rebounding Faith. I hope everyone's doing well and having a good week. This is Kristen and I'm here with... Katherine and Gina... It's so good to spend time with you guys today. Coming off the heels of last week when we talked about the Valley of Baca, the three of us walked away really thinking about the concept of trust. And we had talked about how hard it is to trust in God when you're in a valley. Yeah. And we started brainstorming about what that would mean. And if we should do a follow-up episode to that. Mm -hmm. And then we look at everything that's transpired in the world in the last week or so, especially with things escalating in Ukraine. And it's just been really heavy on our hearts.
1: Right.
2: How many people, we're talking millions of people right now are probably thinking How in the world am I supposed to trust God Mm -hmm. or his plan? And between coming out of last week and then everything that's happened since then, we thought it was really good timing to dive into this topic around trusting God and acknowledging how hard it can be when we don't understand why things are happening the way they are around us. And also how hard it is in those moments to trust in God.
0: When we're really struggling.
2: When we're really struggling yeah. and um and so we just want everyone to know our hearts are just so heavy right now for the people in Ukraine and for the people all around the world really that are that are struggling in some form or fashion with how to have trust and faith in God. And obviously it's a big reason why we started this podcast to begin with, right? Is to be able to help people through that struggle. Um, But today, we're going to dive into this topic in a lot more detail, and I'm looking forward to spending the next, you know, 30 to 40 minutes with you guys. And I'm going to kick it off with just a question, I guess. What does it mean to trust God and not rely on our own understanding? What does that look like?
1: That's a great question, Kristen, and there is a quote that I have that I want to be able to share by Jay Dockham, and it says you will never arrive at a trusting God destination. Instead, you will learn one experience at a time that when it comes to trusting God, you will always be learning that what you cannot see is more powerful than what you can see. And so I want to look at specifically, what does it mean to trust God and not rely on our own understanding? And what does this look like? And before we jump in, I want to also just allude to episode five. And Gina and Kristen are here with me, and I know that they remember this episode well. It's called The Faith Choice. And in this episode, we're going to link it in the episode notes, it's actually where we look at visible versus invisible faith. And so Mm -hmm. it's kind of along the same lines, right, Um, with trust. And so when you can't see the outcome. How do, you, how do you trust when you can't see the outcome? So we encourage you guys to listen to that episode as it does relate to today's topic a bit. But the verse we are discussing today is a well-known verse. It's actually Proverbs 3, 5, and it states, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And that's the NIV version. And the message version, I always like to take two, right? Mm -hmm. Gives you a little different perspective. But the message version says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. And I love that. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that like clear <laughs> from, from it up From the very
0: your... bottom yeah. of your heart. Like that <laughs> means with all your heart, right. be trusting
1: right. him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't try
0: to make sense of anything because yeah. it's not going to work.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. right. Just forget that. Abandon mm-hmm. that idea. So looking at the first piece of this verse, which is trusting God with all your heart, we're going to talk about trusting the Lord. How does that, How does that look? Like what does that look like? To trust the Lord with all your heart.
2: Well, first of all, this is one of my favorite Bible verses. I love this one a lot. And I think um, the control freak in me can appreciate um, trusting <laughs> and a she's little back. Bit more. <laughs> Ooh, I'm here every Wednesday, folks. Um, but it's interesting when you think about the word trust, and we always like to define some of these words that we use all the time and it's interesting when you actually really think about what they mean Mm -hmm. but the word trust means to lie helpless or face down Mm. it's actually a picture of a servant who was waiting for his master's command so that he can respond in full obedience Mm -hmm. so in other words the focus of trust is really submission right and Solomon's advice here is to submit your heart in full obedience to God that's good. It's such um, a
0: key thing. I don't even think that we can really thoroughly discuss trust without talking about obedience. Yeah. Because if we're not going to obey, right? if we're not going to be in full submission, then we are not trusting God. Right. We have mm-hmm. to be willing to take that step out and obey, be obedient to his call and what he's asking us to do.
1: And I might take it even a step further, Gina, and say... It's kind of, I believe it's Martin Luther King who has that famous quote about, you know, you take the first step up even when you can't see the entire staircase. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's exactly what trust is with submission. It's
2: taking that first step when you can't see how it's going to play out.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's good. So when we look at um, just trust as defined in the dictionary, right, it's assured, it's something characterized by certainty or security, reliance on the character ability strength or truth of someone Mm -hmm. and this makes me think that there's two things that are really necessary in order to have trust and you need to first really understand how to get to know somebody Mm -hmm. right like i think it's hard to have trust without really knowing someone takes Mm -hmm. time even the people that say like oh i'm really trustworthy Mm -hmm. um, you can count on me you can count on me and maybe (laughs) it's like i'm giving you the benefit of the doubt that you're telling the truth but Mm -hmm. to your point gina The real proof is in the pudding. Over time, Mm -hmm. like how does that person consistency? Yeah, the
0: actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah, you learn to to trust You have to to get to know
2: someone, and then you must also find someone who is trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And those things, I think, you put together over time based on how that person shows up for you, Mm -hmm. or are they do they say and do the things? Are they are those two things in alignment? Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I think that's really important. Yeah. What are some signs that you feel like you notice about yourself that you may feel like aligns with not having trust in God? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, what comes to mind for me is when we worry, Mm -hmm. then we're not trusting God. Right. You know, if he's telling us to not lean on our own understanding We tend to do that, and that causes worry and not just Mm -hmm. trusting the outcome in God's Mm hands. And maybe what else could be... um, Well, let me ask you
2: something about worrying because it's interesting. So the other day, my husband, um, he got LASIK. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Just this last week, he got LASIK, okay. which I always think is interesting because I've been talking to him about getting LASIK forever. Uh huh. And I'm like, what could be more like? Didn't he just away? turn forty? He did. So this is a forty. This like is, when you turn forty, yeah. you get LASIK. Yeah, these okay. are the things you spend your money on when you get older. Yes. yes. Really, oh, I, I you know. did. It.
0: I have the monovision LASIK. Okay. Did yeah. he do
2: that? I don't know what. It, I don't know if he did monovision. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that he finally started prioritizing his sight. Yeah. It seems like an important thing that you want to <laughs> yeah. prioritize in your you life. You want to be able to see. It was so funny. When he got out, he was like, oh, my gosh, I've never seen so clearly. Right. Like, I can't <laughs> believe we put this off as long as we did. But, um, you know, you, you have those goggles on, right? Yeah. And you have the patches on your eyes. And he took them off at one point, And he was talking about how his eyes were itching so bad. And I said to him, I said, well, try and stop thinking about it. And he said, try and not think about an elephant. And I obviously thought of an elephant. He goes, you thought of an elephant, didn't you? (laughs) That's how it works, right? You can't just tell me to not think my eyes are itchy. Yeah. They're itchy. They're itchy. So long story, tying it back to worry. Yeah. I feel like that's really hard, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we're worrying and we know that it's a sign that we might not be trusting fully Mm -hmm. in God, Mm -hmm. it's hard to just not worry. It's kind of like don't think about an elephant. Right. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. It's one of those things I think it <clears throat> comes with practice, like a lot of other things. You know, the more we begin to trust and, and have that faith, like because God has shown up, his words and his actions al- have aligned, that we begin to have more faith and less worry. And I think uh, another way that we show we're not so much trusting in God is we could be overconfident. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe we're putting the emphasis on our own abilities. Right. Mm -hmm. So we don't really think we need to trust God because I got
1: this. Yeah. You know, or maybe complacency. Yeah. Those are really good. Those are good points for sure. So do you, Gina or Kristen or myself, question asking myself as well, ever recall a time where you're struggling with trusting God and his plan? Yeah. Do you guys recall a recent time? I I can,
0: especially as a a recent time. I have um, really been um, struggling because I've been out of work Mm. and um, I've just been, you know, asking the Lord to provide and doing everything I can do to find a job. And it just not um, coming together and so odd, you know, (laughs) the way God works. I have a girlfriend who had I've known her since high school for a really long time and we were very close but haven't been in touch for the last Mm, couple years except for like Facebook you know and um she reached out to me uh, on messenger to let me know that her husband of 30 years had unexpectedly passed away Mm. and she was devastated and hadn't talked about it on Facebook or or social media because she said her husband would have just hated that. You know, that's not who he was. But she wanted to let me know. And so I started praying for her. I could feel her heartbreak and she, you know, struggles with her faith sometimes. And and so I just started sending her little notes and little texts that she was on my heart and in my mind and that I was praying for her and asking God to show her peace and comfort. And um, she had said that In the original message that she really hadn't wanted to talk a whole lot about it, she was just trying to process, you know, and I can only imagine her grief, you know, and her two sons. And um, then one morning I had sent her a little message and she wrote back and said, are you available to talk? And I said, absolutely. And she called me on the phone and before she called, I just prayed and really asked the Lord to lead me in how I shared with her because what do you say? I've never experienced losing a spouse Mm -hmm. of 30 years. And suddenly, I didn't want to say the wrong things. I really just wanted to say the right things. And so um, in our conversation, I was really able to just encourage her and share my faith with her and and the truth about God's love and that we don't understand everything that happens, you know, but that he's with us. And and she said to me at the end of the conversation that it was the first time that she had talked to somebody that it actually gave her a sense of someone understanding and mm-hmm. really feeling her, even though I hadn't experienced really understanding. And and then, you know, before we hung up, um, she wanted to know what was going on in my life. And so I just very casually mentioned that you know, I've been looking for work and, and, you know, I'm just being faithful that God's going to supply my needs. And he had been so good and with the work I had before and I was able to save, but that I was at the end of my savings, you know. And and she mentioned to me, she said, you know what, Gina, we are so blessed financially, more than I can express. And she said, you have something that I need with your faith and I have something you need let me help you. Mm. And I just was overwhelmed with how kind and thoughtful that that was, but just declined and said, oh, thank you. Thank you for the offer. You're so kind. But um, no, you know, that's God will supply a door's going to open. It's all going to work out. And and that was the end of the conversation. And a week went by and in my mail was a check and she had sent it even though I had said wow. no, yeah, and had written uh, the sweetest note, and what an honor it was for her to be able mm. to help me that I had been such a help to her and that she was the one that was actually indebted to me. And I just cried, of course, mm-hmm. that's what I do, and just so overwhelmed with gratitude, but at God's faithfulness that I could trust him. And it didn't come in the way I was expecting. I was thinking a job was going to open up and it was going to, that was going to happen. And that's how God was going to show up. And he just showed me in a very different way that he still had my back and that mm-hmm. I could trust him right. when I was so struggling down to the very end of my savings, mm-hmm. not knowing how I was going to do it. And two years of phone conversation with someone that I hadn't had and wow. never expected. So yeah, that's yeah.
2: amazing. That, that is such yeah. a cool story. Yeah. I also think it's interesting how you said that it it came in a way that you weren't expecting. Yeah. But God so wants us to be able to leverage our strengths to help other people. And you're one of the most empathetic people I've ever met. And so for your friend to feel like you were the first person that she spoke to who could understand um, how she was feeling, even though you've never been through anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, really is just a testament to you. And I think mm-hmm. in that moment you were showing up for her um, in the way that God wanted you to. And I think that's really special.
0: Yeah, you know, it it was unexpected in so many ways, but I I really did feel that the Holy Spirit ministered to her through me mm-hmm. and God used her to minister to me.
1: Absolutely, that's what God does. It's it's just you know He works, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are different than our ways, and we continue to be surprised, which is what's so funny. Yeah. How about you, Kristen?
2: I you know it was interesting when we were just talking about complacency. I think that there's been different times in my life where I've maybe gotten complacent, and maybe it's a little bit overconfident too. Although I don't remember feeling that way. In the moment. But I remember when I was in college, I don't, looking back, I, I don't feel like I really had a great relationship with God. I feel like um, I was just kind of doing my thing, going to school, playing soccer. I had always been a, a, a part of um, like young life mm-hmm. or FCA, you know, for a long time. And I felt like I just kind of stopped with all of that stuff and felt like I'm good. Yeah, Like, I'm in a really good place, and um, I feel like I somewhat maybe, like, abandoned that relationship for a while because I felt like I was in a really good mm-hmm. spot. Um, and I think it wasn't till after college, and, of course, it's like you start going through some hard times in life, and you're growing up, and you're adulting, and um, there's a lot of things that weigh heavy on your heart in those times that I really – it kind of dawned on me that I had gone through a pretty significant part of my life, i.e. college, and just didn't really have a true relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was probably me expecting a lot or feeling like because things were good, like I'm good with God. right? Like, my life's good. Um, so I think more so like that feeling of complacency, mm. which I still have to be careful of. Um, even now, like when things are really good in my life, um, it's not like you're only supposed to be talking to God when you're struggling with your faith, you know? And, but I do feel like it's hard when things are really good. I tend to get even more busy and, um, don't really prioritize that relationship, which Mm -hmm. sounds terrible to say. It
1: reminds me of, you know, someone, maybe someone who struggles with schizophrenia or something mm. or bipolar disorder and they start feeling good on the medication mm. and then they don't take it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of along the same lines when you're close with God and you're feeling good. And then I think it's sort of going back to our sheep episode, right? And mm-hmm. some of our tendencies, we just tend to wander away yeah. and we tend to get farther and farther away. And then shocker, something happens, right? Yeah. That God allows to enter into our yeah. world. That will bring us back in alignment with him, but whoa, you know, is yeah. it an eye opener? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But That's it's a true. shame, isn't it? Yeah, that has to When we think to that. about that, mm-hmm. that
0: sometimes it takes a, some a real struggle in our life before we really trust God or turn to him. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Yeah. Well, and I know that we alluded to this at the beginning of the episode yes. about what's going on in Ukraine right mm-hmm. now. But I I can't imagine being in Ukraine and trying to have faith and lean on not my own understanding, but God's understanding and how devastating that is when you're, you're like, in it. You're, like, in the thick of things thinking, like, how did we get here? How is this the spot that I'm in right now?
1: Right. It doesn't make sense. And it's sort of like – A great segue we're going to be getting into, like leaning on our own understanding as we try to really explain away things that are happening to us, things that are happening within our world. Because we are logical beings, we so desire to be able to make sense out of things. And so often we just cannot. And I think that's where trust comes in and why I think it's so critical and interesting why God put that in Scripture. Why Solomon wrote that. Here's the mm. wisest man that ever, ever lived. lived. That's saying, "Lean not on your own understanding." And there's so much to that. I yeah. think. But I kind of want to get into um, a couple of five, actually five ways to trust God. And I I came across this, and it's so interesting. I really want to share it with you all. This concept comes from Michelle Hicks, who is at Lifeway Women and she unfortunately and part of her story is she went through a bad car accident and it was something of course nobody expects it to happen right this accident happens she goes careening across you know the street in her car the airbags are deployed she is right into a tree literally kind of like between a rock and a hard place when she was between a tree and an electrical pole right wow. like that is where mm. she landed and It is a miracle that she walked away from that uh, Mm. accident with just bruises. So she goes to the hospital and through the course of the doctors running the test to find out what was wrong, they discover that she actually had a uh, tumor, breast Mm. cancer in her chest wall that would have never been picked up on a mammogram. And so they discover this, and then they also discover other things like kidney stones and different things. But it's interesting that it took a horrific accident to actually save her life. Wow. And so she came out of that with uh, this concept of really, like, being able to count the five ways that she's learned to trust God on her hand. And it's beginning with the thumb. And I just kind of went through this really quick, and it may seem childish, right? But the actions—hey, the
0: easier her. the better, hey. one.
1: <laughs> A- amen, right? I still All sing right? the ABC song. Right. So, uh, so the actions, right, will help. They help her remember what God has taught her about trusting Him in faith and trust, and so. Let's go through this really quick if you guys are game for this. Yeah, And um, you at home, please join us, but not if you're driving. So (laughs) don't take the hands off the wheel. But I want you to look at your five fingers on your hand and follow along as we discuss the significance of each of these. So the first is trust in God, trust God in the good and bad of life. And the thumb can actually give a thumbs up or a thumbs down, Right. Uh, thumbs up, good for my life, walking with Jesus. Thumbs down, bad for my life, walking without Jesus. Mm-hmm. We basically have two choices. Mm-hmm. To trust, thumbs up, to not trust, thumbs down. Or so if, if you're like, like me in college, it's yeah. you're you're in, the the twin. in the middle. <laughs> yeah. In the middle, which right. is probably where the worrying yeah. and the complacency come teetering. in. Teetering. Yeah, teetering right in the middle. So then, the second one is the pointer finger, and the pointer finger points up to God, reminding us to look up to Him, to trust. I, I love that. that. Third one. one, probably don't want to stick the third one straight up in the air, but <laughs> no. here's the deal. So the third one is um, the what are the odds, right? That um, that we seek understanding and it never comes. Mm -hmm. So the middle finger actually reminds us, like being stuck in the middle of a situation or failing to understand which way to go, that we can trust God, that he will not leave us stuck in the middle, but he's going to help to guide us and show us the way that we should go. So that middle finger is, sort of represents being stuck, right?
2: It's a different way to talk about the middle finger. That is, yeah. To get more pleasant. Yeah, (laughs) As I was writing this, I I thought, what is Christian
1: going to say about this one? (laughs) I knew
2: something. It's funny. Mm.
1: Okay. So then the ring finger is really representing trusting God with humility. So the ring finger reminds us that humility comes from a heart that is right with God. So when Mm. I trust God with my whole heart, humility comes easier. And last but not least is the pinky finger. And this finger helps us trust God with the impossible. The pinky finger is weak. So we don't lift anything really with the pinky. But the pinky finger reminds us that no matter what we face or how heavy the load is, God brings strength for the seemingly impossible. So, so interesting. And so as we go through this, I'm curious what you guys think about this. And if, any, if there's any of those five fingers or steps that they represent, that are more difficult than the other for you, and I can start while mm-hmm. you guys think about it. So for me, I have actually two fingers that are the hardest for me: the pinky well, finger.
2: Or, this is hardest. I thought this was easiest.
1: Okay. No, which are the hardest? <laughs> That's a whole <laughs> I need more time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the ones that we struggle with, and so for me, the pinky finger, right? Because I always think I can do it. That mm-hmm. I, you know, I can do this. That. You know, I've got this, but yet God has such a unique way, and He does absolutely remind me that I cannot do it. And so the pinky finger, yeah. It's a pinky promise from God, (laughs) right? (laughs) That it is, Gina. (laughs) That's a good one. Yes, good one. And so the other one is the beloved, like the middle finger. So Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to trust God in situations where I'm stuck. I struggle with that, and I fight that temptation to lean on my own understanding mm.
2: i think my i'm gonna have to go with you on the pinky finger mm-hmm. um i i do think that one is really you'll see my
1: pinky me. finger and raise me a- <laughs> uh, <pinky finger>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, i agree with that one a lot and then yeah. also i think just because it's so simple but it's just not always where i go first i really like the concept of my pointer finger just mm. like reminding me yep. mm-hmm. um, to look to him and um, I don't necessarily always do that first unfortunately and we've talked about mm-hmm. that on a lot of episodes but those two stand out to me. Yeah, absolutely. What do you
1: think? Gina? I like them all.
0: I can use them all. <laughs> I have different finger. I need two mo- two extras for one for every day of the week. Right. Yeah, but, that, you know, the thumbs up and down kind of thing. And me, I'm mm-hmm. way too often, like, teetering.
1: Yeah, you know, right, in, yep. right so, in the middle. Right there in the middle. 50 Yeah.
0: 50-50, yeah. 50-50 face. So that's a good one. Yep. And sometimes, like, I get in that place yeah. Or I feel stuck in that yeah. middle finger one. So yeah. those are probably.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm my too i I'm so two. childish. I can't hear middle finger without people. <laughs> <laughs> I've been programmed to think about that as bad. So
1: we'll just have to edit out all the snickering going on over there through the whole episode. So, so you know, as I mentioned, one of mine is to fight that temptation to not lean on our own understanding. So I want to sort of graduate into that part of the mm-hmm. verse. Uh, So lean not on our own understanding is essentially to lean is to prop yourself up against something, if you think about that. Mm -hmm. So according to Solomon, man's wisdom or understanding cannot support the weight of our lives or challenges or decisions. So God's wisdom, on the other hand, is like a firm tree that has deep roots that are able to support the weight of our lives as we lean against him in full trust. Man's wisdom, I love this analogy, is like a piece of balsa wood. Mm. It's just too flimsy to prop up our lives. Yeah. So I got to thinking about this, about why we continually choose and try to lean on balsa wood when we have the opportunity and the option to lean on a firm tree with deep roots. It's just interesting to think about that. And you guys, have, you've seen balsa wood, right? Like yeah. You know what that looks like and yeah. how weak it is. and Yeah, bendable, yeah. just flimsy. Yeah, that's our wisdom. Yeah.
0: If you think about that's that. That's leaning on my own understanding. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> flimsy. <laughs> and over we go. Yeah. And then we're analyzing, and why did the balsa wood fail? Yeah. Yeah,
2: I need to understand that. If we want to give ourselves grace, I also think that like the more we, we talked about this last week with the Valley of Baca too, just relative to um, as you go through life, you have more experience and you've seen a lot of different situations and how they've worked out positively and how they maybe haven't worked out positively. And I think a lot of times we might just feel like God has given us those experiences to help us in this moment make a decision. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's being graceful with Mm -hmm. our thoughts. But I, I think that maybe sometimes we feel like we're prepared for what's in front of us and that we might not be automatically thinking that we are trying to lean on our own Mm -hmm. understanding. Like we might be thinking like, no, I, you know, God has prepared me for this moment and this is what I think I should do.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. And I know we have talked about this before about, you know, trusting in things that make no sense. You know, we just trust on an airplane, right? Right. I don't need to understand how an airplane flies to get on it and trust that it will arrive. So why, why do I need to have to understand other things in my life and I can't just trust that God will get me to the destination. Why do I need to analyze and try to understand? And I have a theory on this. Uh. I think it's because when we're in pain,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we need to understand that. And we need to understand why would God allow this pain? Why would He allow this challenge, trial, difficulty in my life? On an airplane, there's no there's nothing Well, You can sit back,
2: relax, read a magazine. Think about what happens if you have a bad experience on an airplane. Then you're making a decision. Like, you don't have to fly that airline anymore. Like, if Mm -hmm. it's so bad or you had a really bad experience or someone was rude to you or the airline broke their trust because they, you know, said they were going to give you a refund on something and they didn't. You're just so angry. Mm -hmm. You can make a choice not to do that. You can't – when you're in pain, there's no escaping that. There's no – Cutting who, like, we want someone to blame. We want mm-hmm. someone to hold accountable right. for that pain. Right. And I think it makes it hard when you feel like you're looking around and the person that you're probably most upset with at that point maybe is God. Right. So now you're like, you betrayed my trust. Right. Like, I don't trust you. Yeah. Right now. Because yeah. I feel I've never felt a pain this severe before. Yeah. And I'm mad. Right.
1: And it's going back to that sort of knowing, right? The Mm -hmm. head to heart journey. So if we lead with our heart, because that's our feeling, our emotion, and we make decisions based out of that, I mean, the head sometimes has to override the heart. And you just have to say, I know this to be true about God. I choose to believe him, even when I'm in pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I, but I just find that so interesting. Well, you know, the, the Bible says
0: the heart's deceitful above all things who can trust it. Yeah. So we aren't supposed to just trust in our hearts, but right. stay again with what we know.
1: That's right. And
0: we know God is faithful to his word.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Yes. His ways are different than our ways. So that just like to your point, Gina, you would have never realized that God would provide for you through a friend that you haven't spoken to in years. Yeah. You know, yet he did. In fact, the way you thought it would go down is I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a paycheck Mm -hmm. every week. I'm Mm going to pay the bills. I'm going to provide for myself. God's like, nope, got a different plan.
2: That's a really good example. Yeah, Yeah, good tie-in back to that.
1: So I think it's just, but to try to understand, I think that's where we get into trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and you always talk about this, Catherine, too. I think it's trying to figure out how to, like, we're making progress. It's not perfection, right? So there's trust in action and i think true trust begins by acknowledging god mm-hmm. his wisdom and his ways and then choosing to act on what we've acknowledged yeah
1: so it's to trust is to acknowledge first mm-hmm. then act not mm-hmm. not ready fire aim right mm-hmm, it's right. to do things in the correct order
2: yeah Because to acknowledge God without acting on his wisdom um, is nothing more, like you say sometimes, like a wink. I'd call it a slap in the face, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Or if you think about this in your day-to-day, it's like if I'm getting in an argument with my husband, And I'm trying to give him feedback on something. Telling him not to think about his eyes itching. Exactly. (laughs) And it's like him listening to me and then not making any changes. Yeah. Right? Like that would make me feel like he doesn't care, that he doesn't Mm -hmm. respect me or vice versa. He probably feels the same way about me sometimes. But he just winks at you and moves on. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Right? So I, I think that is a slap in the face. But also to act first without acknowledging God is nothing more than just a self-reliant trust. That's right. kind of mm-hmm. like what we talked about before. Like, yeah. oh, I think I know what the right thing to do is, so I'm going to act first. yeah, mm-hmm. And then I'll acknowledge God.
1: Yeah. yeah. In reverse order. Cart before the horse. Yeah. yeah.
2: But to acknowledge God' way, God's ways and then to act on them... That's that's truly trust in Absolutely. God, right? right? So that's kind of like the the dynamic duo, if you will. In that, like
0: when we truly trust, then we step out in obedience. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the action behind the trusting. Yeah, yes, exactly.
1: And I love this quote, you guys. Actually, it's from Jerry Bridges, and it's in the book "Trusting God Even When Life Hurts." It's a great book. He says, "Trust is not a passive state of mind." It is a vigorous act of the soul by which we choose to lay hold on the promises of God and cling to them despite the adversity that at times seeks to overwhelm us. To think of it as a passive thing, that's where I think we get caught up. and and That's complacency. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think this is a cause for pause. Mm -hmm. Don't you like that little saying there? Mm -hmm. Air quotes, cause for pause here. That this week, we encourage you all to think about things that you lay your trust in, that you can see. Then ask yourself, what are you not trusting God with? Mm -hmm. I think those are good questions Mm -hmm. that we should be asking ourselves and looking at. And so in closing this week, we want to remember to trust God that it is a difficult thing. So we need to resist the temptation to lean on that balsa wood and instead Find the tree with deep roots. Lean on God's wisdom. We want to lean on that tree, acknowledge God, then act one step at a time. Love it. Yes. Really good. Yep. So, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this. We hope that you will like and subscribe Rebounding Faith. Leave us a comment and a review. We would love to hear from you. And on that, have a rebounding week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.